So why we only deal with fighting dirt and not fighting the spirit? I'm about to mess with y'all in a minute. Why is every fight got to be with your tongue? Why every fight got to be with your fist? How come you can't get in that prayer closet? Why can't you fight in there? Do you realize this when you're going to win all your battles? You do realize that the spirit realm is more than what you can see in your, with your natural eye. You realize it's more active than what you can see with your eye. This is just the earth. It's, and this is temporary. It's all going to pass away. Everything you can see will die. But your spirit will live forever. So why not deal with things in the realm that's going to be eternal? Manifested Glory Worship Center. Kingdom focused. Kingdom minded. Kingdom living. This is the Rama Talk Podcast. And you're listening to Pastor Damon C. Johnson. Founder and senior pastor of Manifested Glory Worship Center. All right, so let me, let me first give a disclaimer um, about this sermon today. This is going to be a little different for me because I'm going to have a reader. Now, now I, I used to joke preachers that did this. <laughs> you ever have seen a preacher and, and there's a person, he's over there like, uh-huh, read, uh-huh. And, but you know what? I realized that I have so much context today that I need a reader. That way I could pull the nuggets out as, as she's reading. So Minister Andrew's going to be my reader today, and she's going to read the text, and I'm going to pull some stuff out. So let me give you the format of how we're going to do this. She's going to read the first four lines of our text. I'm going to pull a quick nuggets, some nuggets out of there. I'm going to go into my sermon. Then we're going to come back to our text and go all the way through it. I'm just going to be pulling stuff out that she's reading. Amen. Is that, that cool? All right. So let me, let me also tell you this. So I, my sermon today was supposed to be something totally different. I, I told my wife, I said, um, I'm, today's sermon is supposed to be entitled When Keeping It Real Goes Right. <laughs> Y'all seen Dave Chappelle, When Keeping It Real Goes Wrong? Well, this is going to be When Keeping It Real Goes Right. I had Kevin, was, he I got something for me and all that. And then midweek, I was in North Carolina packing up all my stuff, packing up my apartment, and I got this revelation. I said, okay, well, I got to change my sermon. So it, it was late, too. I, Text Minister Andrea, it was late on, I think, Wednesday or Thursday night. I said, Minister Andrea, I need you to be my reader for Sunday. She said, all right, Pastor. So what, I, what y'all about to hear is what I got Thursday night uh, down in North Carolina. Um, so if you have your Bibles, turn with me to Second Chronicles. Yeah, we're going to, to the Chronicles. And understand what the, what the book of Chronicles is. It's, it's in chronological order of all the kings of Israel. It, it kind of gives a breakdown of their reign, and that's what the book of Chronicles is. So we're going to go to Second Chronicles chapter 20. And today we're going to read from the King James Version. You know, normally I don't bang with King James like that, all those fort thou arts and all that. But I need that today. Okay? You know, thouest and showest and all that. You know, I want to just talk plain to y'all. So a lot of times I, do, I use a new King James, but today I'm going to go to old King James, and, and we're going we're gonna to work this thing through. Now, I got some revelation for y'all today, and, and I hope you got your, your seatbelt song because we're going we're gonna to go on this ride together. Second Chronicles chapter 20, uh, we're going to start at verses 1 through 4. Second Chronicles chapter 20, verses 1 through 4. When you get it, please say, I got it. If you're still turning, say, hold up. All right, I heard a couple holdups. Let's get there together. Um, if you get to Kings, you're real close. Amen. If you get to Ezra or Nehemiah, you're gone too far. Amen. Chronicles is, is in our Old Testament. If you do not have your Bibles, we would definitely have the scriptures on the, on the monitors for us, okay? Second Chronicles chapter 20, verses 1 through 4. Go on and read for us, Minister Andrea. It came to pass. 
after this also that the children of Moab and the children of Ammon and, the, mm -hmm. and them that beside the Ammonites and against Jehoshaphat to battle. Okay, stop right there. Read the first four lines again. Yeah. It came to pass. The first four words. Mm -hmm. It came to pass. It came to pass. Let me stop right there. Let me pull a nugget out for you right there real quick. It came to pass. See, most of the time when we see that in the scripture, we see it came to pass. Most of the time we think about um, something coming to happen for us. Right? Something that came and it finally is here. It finally manifests where it came to pass. It finally is finally here. We've been waiting on this promise and it came to pass. But let me switch it around for you. Guess what? The, the, the things that's haunting you right now, the things that's disturbing you, it came to pass. Did, did you get that? The only reason it came here was so it could pass. It didn't come to stay. It, the trials in your life, they didn't come to stay. They came here to pass. And, and so, so don't, don't get worried about what you're going through right now. Don't let that thing consume you because those things are about to pass. So, so, so those things came in your life so, God, so you can realize who God is in your life. Those things came in your life so you can give God glory and those things are about to pass. It, it, it came to pass. Keep, keep going, Minister Andrea. Second verse. Then there came some that Jehoshaphat said, there cometh a great multitude against thee from beyond the sea on the side of Syria. And okay. Let me stop you right there. <laughs> Some folk came and told Jehoshaphat that Jehoshaphat was king. Some people came and, and, and told him, somebody coming to get you. So Jehoshaphat got scared off what somebody told him. You know, most of our fear is secondhand fear. Yes, that's good, Pastor. It ain't what you experienced yourself, what somebody told you. And, and when we, we get secondhand fear and we allow this thing to overtake us. So, so Jehoshaphat, somebody said, yo, somebody coming to get you. And he got scared. He ain't seen the people. He just heard that somebody was coming. And that's how we operate. Somebody told you the economy's bad. So you get fearful. Somebody told you you wasn't going to get that promotion. You ain't heard it for yourself. That was somebody told you. And so we, what happens a lot of times is we will, we will have these things happen and we take this secondhand fear. Jehoshaphat is reacting about what somebody then told him. All right, let's keep going. And behold, they be in Hazazatamer, which is in Engedi. And Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. And Judah gathered themselves together to ask help of the Lord. Even out of all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. Notice Jehoshaphat didn't go to his friends and, and call his cousins and his homeboys when he thought somebody was coming to get him. Right. You know, that's what we do as black folk. You know, that's what we do. <laughs> let somebody, let somebody, listen, and guess what? Believe it or not, God, God, thank God for deliverance. I used to be the person they would call. <laughs> Amen. They know, look, look, folk, look. Pastor has a ooh wee. They were like, they will call and say, hey, look, we in trouble. Like, I'll, I'll be there in five minutes. I was the guy they would call. But I thank God for Jehoshaphat because Jehoshaphat said, I'm going to call on the Lord. He's going to seek the Lord's face and not, be seek, not seek man's face. So let me give you my sermon title. What you fighting for? What you fighting for? Now, I know that ain't, that ain't good English. But what you fighting for? Mm-hmm. Let me get to my sermon. I'm going to have Minister Andrews come read some stuff for me in a little bit. Let me get to my sermon real quick. We live in a world today where fighting is normal. Mm -hmm. All you got to do is turn on the news. 
police fighting citizens and Democrats fighting Republicans. Now Republicans fighting Republicans. <laughs> Whites fighting blacks. Mm. The basketball wives are fighting. The housewives of Orange County, Atlanta, and every other city are fighting. <laughs> Worldstar built a whole website on fighting. Worldstar, don't they? That's all they do. Fight. And because all we see is physical fighting, that's all we do. It's fight in the physical. Can I give you a sidebar? You can't win a spiritual battle using your fist. It's not going to work. Me coming at you using these or using this. You didn't know that people like to fight with their fists and they like to fight with their words. And you can't win a spiritual battle doing that. You're going to lose every single time. But because all we see is physical, that's all we react is to physical. He did something to me, I'm going to do something back to him. He cracked stick with me, I'm going to crack stick with her. And, and, and if he punched me in my face, I'm going to punch him in his mouth. And this is how we fight. But we have the wrong type of thinking, church. Here's the problem. We think that we are human beings having a spiritual experience, but the reality of it, we are spiritual beings having a human experience. You do realize that. You do realize that you are spirit that possesses soul that lives in the body. You are spirit. The Bible says that God made us in his image and after his likeness. We know that God is spirit because the Bible teaches says God is spirit and those who worship him must worship him in spirit. That's what the word says. So if God is spirit and you're made in his image and likeness, I mean you are spirit. And yet, here's, oh, can I give you another sidebar? You're more spirit than you are dirt. You do realize that God made Adam from the, the dirt. You're more spirit than you are dirt. Here's a revelation I got about that. This messed me up. Let me ask you a question. How much of the earth is land? 25%, maybe one-fourth, one-third, one-fourth, something like that. So the rest of the earth is what? Water. When, when, when Jesus was piercing his side when he was on the cross, the Bible says that blood and water came out. The blood symbolizing the washing away of our sins, but the water symbolizes the Holy Spirit being released in the earth. Hmm. So you can relate water to spirit. So when you look at the earth, you can see how God made you. It's more spirit here. It's more spirit than it is dirt. So you are a representative of that. You are more spirit than you are dirt. So why we only deal with fighting dirt and not fighting the spirit? Mm -hmm. I'm about to mess with y'all in a minute. Why is every fight got to be with your tongue? Why every fight got to be with your fist? How come you can't get in that prayer closet? Why can't you fight in there? Do you realize that's where you're going to win all your battles? You do realize that the spirit realm is more than what you can see in your, with your natural eye. You realize it's more active than what you can see with your eye. This is just the earth, it's, and this is temporary. It's all going to pass away. Everything you can see will die. But your spirit will live forever. So why not deal with things in the realm that's going to be eternal? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, Minister Andrew, go to Second Corinthians for me. 
chapter 10, verse 3 through 5. I'm about to mess with y'all real quick on this one. This is one we should know, but, but we're going we're gonna to read it together. Go ahead. Second Corinthians 10. Come on, come on, come on, sound room, get me there. Second Corinthians 10. There we go. Okay. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. Mm-hmm. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to pulling downs of strongholds. Mm-hmm. Can I actually read this for a moment? Can I, can I break this down? It says, though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. That means you, even though you're in this body, you're not for the war in this body with other bodies. Mm. It says, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. Now, let me give you this. The, 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 the Hebrew word for carnal is satire, and that means of human origin. So you can replace carnal with that phrase human origin. So the weapons of our warfare are not of human origin. Mm-hmm. In other words, what, we're, what, we're, what you're supposed to fight with is not from mankind. Mm-hmm. But it's mighty in God, listen to this, for the pulling down of strongholds. What else it says there? Read it for me, Minister Andrew. For the pulling down of strongholds and what? Casting down imaginations and every high thing. Okay, okay, so let me ask you a question. Where's your imagination? Mm. Your mind, your soul. So if we're making a connection, now understand what, 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 what the scripture is doing here. If the imagination is in your mind or in your soul, so where is the stronghold? In your mind and your soul. He says, for the pulling down of strongholds. Now what is a stronghold? A stronghold is something that's holding ca- something captive. Something that's going to hold it hostage. So it's, it's, it's something that comes in there and says, I'm going to keep this in prison. So there is strongholds in your mind, in your soul, that's holding you captive, and those things have creeped into your imagination. So now you're imagining things there that ain't really there. You're fighting stuff that ain't even there. You, you, you can't get no sleep at night over something that really don't exist. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to mess with y'all in a minute. And so, and so, so listen to what he's saying. He says, for the casting down of these imaginations and for the pulling down of these strongholds. Let me tell you what's really going on here, church. What's going on is there is a spirit that wants to get into the earth realm, and they want to get into the earth realm through you. They want to they come into the earth, but the only way they can come into the earth is through a body. So they want to come through the earth through you. So guess what? There's a lot of spirits, and I just named a couple of them. Let's just pull one out of, out of the hat. The spirit of fear. So fear wants to oh, the fear wants to come into the earth, and the way fear can the spirit of fear can come into the earth, he says, I need to come into a body. And the only way I can come into a body is guess what? Through you. How am I gonna get through you? Through your thoughts. Through your soul, through your head. So that's what he does. The Spirit of Fear said, I'm going to bring things into there. I'm going to bring thoughts into them so they can get scared. And half the stuff ain't even real, but I'm going to use their imagination, and they're going to they're gonna make it bigger than what it really is. So all he does is plant the seed, and it looked like a little lizard. But by the time you imagine it and you dream about it, and now it's a dragon. Yeah. And now that thing is haunting you. And so guess what? Now that imagination has now become a stronghold, and it's now it's taking over your mind. You can't think about nothing else but that spirit. Because the spirit says, now I'm here. Yep. And now I'm here in you. Now I want to get inside of you. Now I want to get inside of you. Now I want to get inside of you. So all I, now you start sharing your fears. Mm. 
you start sharing your fears, now you have people around you who are scared of what you're scared of. See how that works? Now that spirit is overwhelming everybody all because it was a thought that came in your mind. Let me give you another fear. I mean another spirit, the spirit of anger. (laughs) He loves to mess with black food. (laughs) We pop off quick. Don't take us much. Just, just say the wrong thing. Look at me the wrong way. Don't speak to me, and I'm mad. Don't, now, here, now, understand what's happening. It's not that person. It's the spirit trying to come in. So that spirit's seeping in, and he's coming in, and he says, watch this. All I got to do is press the following buttons. Doop, 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 doop. And you popping off, and the spirit like, yeah. He like, go ahead, go. He felt like, yeah, come on, man. Let's do it. Give him a piece of your mind. And then, he, and then so now, so guess what happens? Now I'm popping off on you, and now the spirit of fear, I mean that spirit of anger is in me, now I just triggered that spirit in you. Wow. Mm. Now you mad. Then you get on the phone and you call your cousin. Can you believe he did it? Then now they mad. <laughs> then you call your mama and your grandmama, now they mad. <laughs> that spirit of anger got one person out of the whole family ready to fight. See how it works? Yeah. I keep going on. Spirit of poverty. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. See, the spirit of poverty comes in because he, he, he convinced you, he gives you imagination that you really can't afford to give. Wow. Mm-hmm. That, that, you'll get that when you get home. He convinced you that you can't afford to give, but my thing is you can't afford not to give. Because that's how God ties his blessings in your life. But then that, that spirit comes in, and then you, you always in lack, and you're trying to figure out why. Always struggling. Why? Uh-huh. That spirit has overtaken your thoughts and your imagination. Here's one. The spirit of sexual immorality. Oh, Lord, help us there. That thing is wearing us out in our society today. It's wearing us out. And that, see, understand, spirits like bodies. They, they could be, listen, and do you understand how God created the earth? That's why Jesus had to put on a body, even though he was spirit, he had to put on a body to come into the earth, because that's how God established it, that spirits will live in bodies. Think about lesion. Think about lesion. He was up in the mountains, cutting on himself. When, when, when he saw Jesus got off the boat, he approached Jesus. Jesus said, what is your name? He said, listen to what he said, my name is lesion, and we are many. You know what a Roman legion is? At least 2,000 men. And so legion had, this man had over 2,000 unclean spirits inside of him. Jesus cast out the spirit, and what those spirits do? They went to another body. They went to the pigs. Because they always want to go into a body. They left the man, went to the pigs. The pigs said, we ain't down with this. And they drowned themselves. <laughs> right off the cliff. Said, we ain't, we, no, no, no. We the only ones walking around like fools with unclean spirits. And this animal said, we ain't dealing with that. <laughs> Am I making it up? That's what the Bible says, right? <laughs> Do me a favor, say this. I got to govern my thoughts. You have to govern your thoughts because this is how, this is how the spirit, these unclean spirits trying to get in. They kind of come in through, your, through, through strongholds and through your imagination. So we got to be able to pull them down. Come on, Minister Andrew, read Ephesians 6.12 for me. Ephesians 6.12. We're we deal, we dealing with why are we going to fight. Here, here's one we should all know. I've talked about this before. 
For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Mm-hmm. So we wrestle not with flesh and blood. That means you're not fighting with people. You shouldn't be fighting against each other. But what you should be fighting is these things here, principalities and powers. And, the, and listen, against the rules of darkness of this world and against spiritual weaknesses in high places. You know the revelation I got about the high places? The high places is not in the atmospheres up here. This is the high place. This is where we have to tear down what they're trying to do in these high places. Let me, let me can I illustrate for you how this thing works? Come here, Deacon Sherrard. I need somebody small. Come here, Damon. Well, you small and big and charade. Let me show you how, how this whole thing works. Dig and charade represents our flesh. He represents our spirit. Now, they both want to control me. I'm the soul. I'm the mind. So the flesh... It's like Debo, he a bully. <laughs> what he does is he say, so do what I tell you to do. Feed my desires, I'm hungry. And I go, yeah, yeah, you, you hungry, Debo. <laughs> Flesh. And I give him what he want. The poor spirit over here saying, but what about me? He, he, he has a softer voice, and you know why he's smaller? Because we don't feed him. Oh. See, only what you feed will grow. The flesh is big and strong because all you feed is the flesh. I ain't trying to play you, son. It's all right. It's all, it's all an illustration. Because trust me, this boy can eat. He need to get another job. Amen. But anyway, let me, let me get back to what I'm supposed to talk about. See, so, so understand what's supposed to happen here. But what happens is they both want me because I control them. And so if, if the flesh is controlling me, then understand it, it works two ways. So the flesh tells me to do something, I tell the flesh to do it, and it deals with what I tell it to do. But he convinced me that I'm supposed to do what he told me to do. Right. Same thing with the spirit. The spirit says, no, you shouldn't do that. Bring your flesh under submission. And then if I'm listening to him, then the flesh will have to listen to whatever the soul says. But most of the time, we dismiss him. We only care about him. You go sit down. Oh, we want to rose with him. <laughs> Because he's going to feed me what I want, and I'm going to feed him what he wants. And so he keep growing. Poor spirit sitting over there struggling. All because we, we want to. And, and here's the thing. Then after not only do we not want to, uh, we don't want to deal with the spirit, but all we want to do is wrestle with this guy because he's bigger. So we put him out front. Go fight for me, flesh. Poor spirit, he's the one supposed to be fighting. But because he's bigger and because I fed him more, we let him fight everything for us. He fight all our battles. He uses fists, he uses feet, he uses tongue, cuss you out in a minute. All because we want to fight the wrong way. And here's the thing about God. God wants to, he's either going to, listen to what he's going to do, he's either going to fight for you or he's going to fight through you. And if he fights through you, you got to use the weapons he say use. The right weapons, not the weapons you want to use. Thanks, Deke. Uh-huh. So, so, so understand how this whole thing works. See, here's check this out. It's easier to cuss than to discipline yourself to pray. It's easy for me just to say, you know what? 
I'm going to give him a piece of my mind. They go, you know what, God? Bridle my tongue so I might continue to give you glory with my testimony of my life. See, that takes too much work because then I got to depend on the spirit. See, it's, it's easier for me to, to, to cuss you out and not forgive you than for me is for me to, to forgive you. See, y'all quiet. Y'all quiet in this Lutheran church? Y'all okay? Okay. See, see, the word is supposed to challenge you to grow and to be better. And so, so many times we, we, we see ourselves fighting these battles. You got to realize that every battle is, came first start with a thought. Every fight, every war started with a thought. And so we got to get our thoughts right so we can fight the right way. All right, so let me, get, let me finally get to my text. So we're talking about King Jehoshaphat, right? Now, Jehoshaphat, let me tell you who he was. He was the king of Judah. And I, I could go on a whole other realm of that because Judah means praise. So he was the, the king of praise. But we ain't going to, yeah, y'all missed it. All right. <laughs> Jehoshaphat began his reign somewhere around 872 B.C. And he reigned during a time where the people of God was split into two kingdoms, a northern kingdom and a southern kingdom. The northern kingdom was Israel. The southern kingdom was Judah. And the people were split because the northern kingdom decided to adopt pagan practices. That's why they were split up. They adopted these pagan practices as they were traveling through the land of Canaan. Can I give you a sidebar there? Don't become like the environment you've been sent to change. Let that one marinate real quick. I'm going to say it one more time. Do not allow yourself to become like the environment you've been sent to change. Understand, Israel, God placed them there to, to transform the land of Canaan for God's glory. It was supposed to be a representation of God's glory in the earth. But instead of them transforming it, they transformed themselves and came just like the Canaanites. We see that in the society today. The church, instead of us changing society, we're becoming just like society. Whatever they accept, we accept. Whatever they say is good, we say it's good. Y'all quiet in this Episcopalian church. You're quiet because you know it's the truth. What we have done is God has sent us here to change the world, and instead of us changing the world, we've changed to what the world wants us to do. Mm-hmm. Let me get back to Jehoshaphat, because y'all quiet. Let me get a backdrop of who he really was. Mr. Andrew, why don't you read 2 Chronicles for me, uh, chapter 17, verses 3 through 6. And the Lord was with Jehoshaphat, because he walked in the first days of his father David, and sought not unto Balaam, and sought to the Lord God of his father, and walked in his commandments, and not after the doings of Israel. Therefore, the Lord established the kingdom in his hand, and all Judah brought to Jehoshaphat presence, and he had riches and honor in abundance. And his heart was lifted up in the ways of the Lord. Moreover, he took away the high places and grooves out of Judah. Jehoshaphat was an awesome king. This man did his thing. He walked in the, in the, in the, the uh, steps of his father David. Listen to what it says. He did not seek the Baals. That means idols. He didn't seek idols. He sought after God. And he walked in the commandments of God. Uh, guess what? You can't walk in something you don't know. If you want to walk in God's commandment, you got to know it. I mean, you got to study his word. You have to know what God is saying in his word about what he wants you to do. And so he did this. But read verse 5 again for me, Minister Andrew. This, this messed me up. 
Therefore the Lord established the kingdom in his hand, and all Judah brought to Jehoshaphat presents, and he had riches and honor in abundance. The people sold into his life. The people sold into the king's life all because he honored God. If you want people to sow into your life, start honoring God. He had so much money. He, he like, man, I'm, I didn't even ask for this. But people, that's what the Bible says. God will cause men to give unto your bosom. That means he will cause mankind to sow into your life. But God will allow that to happen when you honor God. See, Jehoshaphat was an honorable man. He didn't, even though people were trying to pressure him to do these pagan things, as he saw in Israel, the northern kingdom, wilding out, he said, not down here in Judah. We're going to keep our praise pure. It's going to stay for God. And I don't care what they do. We ain't doing it here because I'm the king and I said so. And he made the people do that. And they guess what? They said, you know what? He right. We being blessed because of him. They bought seed and they sold into his life. He became rich because of that. You want to become rich? Start honoring God. Mm-hmm. I'm almost done, y'all. Come on, Miss Andrew. Let's go back to chapter 20. Let's just walk through this thing. I'm going to start pulling out some nuggets and I'm going to let everybody go home. Amen. Come on, let's do it. It came to pass after this also that the children of Moab and the children of Ammon and with them others beside the Ammonites came against Jehoshaphat to battle. Then there came some that told Jehoshaphat, saying, There cometh a great multitude against thee from beyond the sea on this side of Syria. All right, stop right there. Somebody say this to me. Say, don't bring me no bad news. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like the wicked witch. Don't nobody bring me no bad news. See, see, they brought, see you got to watch out for people that every time they come around, they got bad news. Every time they come around, all they got something negative to say. What's going on? You know, it's, it's rough out. I, mean, I know it. Hey, come on, man. You ain't got nothing else better to say but bad news. I'm like that. Don't bring me no bad news. All right, let's keep going, Mr. Angela. Come on. And behold, they be in Hazazah Tamar, which is in Enjadi. And Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. Okay, so there you go right there. The, uh, so in other words, the right weapons you need to use, the first weapons is fasting and praying. Mm-hmm. If you want a weapon to use, fasting and praying is your first weapon. Okay? Now, come on, come on, let me do this again. Come here, Deke. Come here, come here, Damon. Let me show you how this thing works. It's all right. Again, he's the spirit, he's the flesh. I'm the soul. So let me tell you how you, what happens when you fast. When you fast, you deny him. Because you're not, you're not feeding him, you ain't worried about him, and you focus on this guy. And you feed him. You're studying the word. You're praying. You're there. So he's getting stronger. He's growing. And you're denying him. And he over there screaming and yelling, hey, you, you forgot about me. I understand. And he, I'm telling you, he's a bully. Because what he does is he's going to make sure that you hear his voice. But you got to focus on this guy. You ever been on a fast? And that's the week that everybody want to invite you to lunch. That's him. The minute you try to fast, then all of a sudden, we having a, a, a luncheon today. Now, we ain't had a luncheon all year, but the week that Lord called me to fast, now it's a luncheon. It's everything you like to eat. Because he, he's screaming. Then you go to this guy like, all right, I'm going to feed you. Start reading the word. And guess what happens when you start fasting? You probably be reading the Bible, now you get sleepy. you like this. Every time you try to study, every time you try to read, you start going to sleep. Because he now trying to bully you. He's saying, come on, tend to me. I need some rest. I'm, I'm tired. But he said, I've been, I've been starving the whole time. 
You ain't fed me. All you doing is feeding him. So when you when, so what happens when you fast, you deny him and you can hear him louder. Because what happens is he will speak to God and then God will speak to him. And then he will then influence you. That's how Paul says, by the renewing of our mind. The, the way we renew our mind is get our spirit right. When we get our spirit right, then he, and he then changes our mind. And then he just got to do whatever the soul tells him to do. But the spirit's influencing him, and he's influencing him. And we can't allow him to rule. So that's what happens when you fast. That's your weapon, church. Fasting and praying is a weapon. When you fast and pray, you say, you know what, homeboy, you're going to submit yourself to what God wants to speak to him. And whether you want to or not, I'm not going to feed you until you get, you, did you get right. We can't, sometimes we can't do that because the fried chicken start calling us. <laughs> old, old girl might call us. Old boy might call you. He ain't text you all week. But soon as you say you're going fast now, all of a sudden he want to call you at 2 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Because he wants to feel his desires. And then this one say, hmm, ain't nobody home but me. So maybe I'll give in. And the poor spirit over here saying, I thought we were supposed to be getting together this week. I thought we were supposed to have some time to commune together this week. I thought we were going to get with God this week. That's what you said. But I know, but, but, but he's willing, but he's weak. Y'all ever say that? My spirit is willing, but my flesh. Hey, that's a lie, because your flesh is strong. If he's controlling you, he ain't weak. He's strong. Yeah. What he should be saying is my spirit's weak, yeah. and my flesh is strong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So here's your first weapon, the fast. All right, thanks. Fast and praying. That's the first weapon. All right, Miss Andrew, keep going. I'm sorry. I, I wasn't supposed I to stop that long. Keep going. Verse 4. And Judah gathered to themselves together to ask help of the Lord. Even out of all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. Okay, everybody came. Everybody out of every city in Judah. Nobody, guess what? They were together all one accord. Um, everybody from every city that's connected to Judah all was there at the same time. All going to do the exact same thing. Keep going, Miss Andrea. <laughs> and Jehoshaphat stood in the congregation of Judah in Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before the new court and said, O Lord, God this is, of... Oh, I'm sorry. Here's his prayer. This is Jehoshaphat's prayer to God. Listen to how he prayed. He ain't do no, O Lord, uh, if it's your will, help us out. That ain't how he prayed. Listen to how he prayed. Go ahead, Miss Andrea. And said, O Lord, God of our fathers, art not thou God in heaven? And rulest not thou over the kingdoms of the he- of the heathen? He said, "Ain't you? Aren't you God? Don't aren't you the ruler of all things, even the heathens?" Mm-hmm. I know who you are. I know how bad you are. Now, now come on out, God. This ain't talking to God. Come on, keep going. And in thine hand is there not power and might, so that none is able to withstand thee? He reminded God of how bad he is. God, come on now. Ain't no power greater than you. Yeah. There's nothing in this earth that's stronger than you, God. So you understand what God is. God, God likes praise. God said, oh, oh, I am all of that. <laughs> and, I, that and listen, that's why I tell, that's why I tell y'all, sisters, if you ever want a man to do what you want him to do, Talk to him like this. Can't nobody cut that grass like you. Can't nobody cook on that grill like you, baby. 
He would be like, yeah, you're right. He would be like that every day. Grass don't even need to be cut. You know why? Because you gave him some adoration. And it makes him want to do more for you. That's the secret sauce, sisters, I'm trying to tell you. Can't nobody fold those clothes like you. He been there every day. Sisters, I'm trying to help you. Because you know why? He's like his father. Men are like their father. Because they were made in his image and likeness, so they like the same thing he like. All right, come on, let's keep going. Art not thou, art not thou our God, who didst drive out the inhabitants of this land before thy people Israel, and gavest, gavest it to the seed of Abraham, thy friend forever? Mm-hmm. And they dwelt therein, and have built thee a sanctuary therein for thy name, saying... Okay, stop. When the last time you built God a sanctuary? <laughs> have you even started construction on the sanctuary? Don't you know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? So you should build a place where God can dwell. But we can't build a place because we're building it for the world. All right, let's keep going. Mm -hmm. If when evil cometh upon us as a sword, judgment or pestilence or famine, we stand before this house and in thy presence, for thy name is in this house. Oh, uh, uh, keep going. And cry unto thee in our affliction, then thou will hear and help. Okay, let me, let, me, let me stop right here. So he said, if and when evil comes upon us, he said, whether that's the sword, whether it's judgment, whether it's pestilence, whether it's famine, he says, we will stand before this house and before you, God, because your name is in this house. Is God's name in your house? Not just your physical home, but this house. Is God's name in your house? See, it's hard to tell who, who you name after. Because I hear so many different things. One minute I hear God, the next minute I hear all this other stuff coming out. So I don't know who's in your house. It's God in your house. And listen, listen to what he said. He said, and we cried unto thee in our affliction. And then not only you, 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 you helped us, you heard us and you helped us. Um, you know what most people would say in church? I can't cry out to God because that's not my personality. And I was raised to reverence God this way, and this is how we do. We, we go to church, and we sit there quiet, and we reverence God like this. Hallelujah. Bless your name, God. He says, cry. You know what cry means here? It doesn't mean like weep and cry. It means scream out to the top of your lungs who, and proclaim who he is. And this is connected to your praise and your worship. When the last time you cried out to God? I mean, with a loud voice, crying out to him with all. See, here's the problem. If you don't want to, if you want to stay in your mess, keep your mouth closed. But if you want to get out the mess you're in, open up your mouth and cry out to God. Look what happened. He says, when we cried out to God while we were in our affliction, he heard us and helped us. Because they cried out to him. See, if it's not a part of your person, like, don't worry about it. Stay in your mess. Keep your mouth closed. If, but if you want, if you want a deliverance, if you want to get out, you better learn how to open up your mouth. Yes, oh, come on, Minister. I'm sorry. Keep going. Let's and go. And now, behold, the children of Ammon and Moab and the Mount Seir, in whom thou wouldest not let Israel invade, when they came out of the land of Egypt, but they turned from them and mm -hmm. destroyed them not. 
-hmm. Behold, I say, how they reward us to come to cast us out of thy possession, which, which thou hast given us to inherit. So look, so look, 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 look what Jehovah's saying to God. Now God, now wait a minute, you, you cast all the people out the land so we can live here, and now they're coming back to take what you gave us. You out God, you gonna let them do this to us, God? God said, I ain't gonna, oh no, I ain't, uh -uh, not, not, not on my watch. Not my people, let's keep, let's keep going, verse 12. Oh, our God, wilt thou not judge them? Mm -hmm. For we have no might against this great company that cometh against us. Neither know we what to do, but our eyes are upon thee. He said, God, we outnumbered. It's a whole lot of them and a little bit of us. And we don't know what to do. But we know one thing to do, keep our eyes on you. Mm -hmm. Amen. See, when you, when you feel like you're outnumbered, church, when you feel like, when you feel like that every time you open up your mouth, there's a fight. Every time you try to do something right, wrong is coming your way, keep your eyes on the Lord. You know why? Because he's going to order your steps. He's going to guide you. He's going to say, I got you. That, that, that's the same thing that Peter had to realize on the boat. He said, if, as long as I get my eyes on the Lord, I stayed afloat. But the minute I took my eye on him, I began to sink. And so understand, church, that when you keep your eyes on God, he's going to walk you through. Say, come on. I don't worry. Don't look at them. Don't worry about them. Keep your eyes on me. I'm going to walk. Come on. Stay close. And that's what we got to do. Keep our eyes on him. See, we allow the winds and the waves to distract us. And we look at that, and then God says, you took your eyes on me. Then you begin to say, oh, God, help me. So you can avoid the sinking if you just keep your eyes on him. Let's keep going. Verse 13. And all Judah stood before the Lord with their little ones, their wives, and their children. Oh, help us, Holy Spirit. So the, the adults brought their kids to church, too. Where are your kids at? Let's keep going, Miss Andrea. I, I, I'm sorry. I don't mean to mess with y'all. Let's keep going. Then upon Jezel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Benaniah, the son of Jael, mm -hmm. the son of Mataniah, a Levite of the sons of Asaph, came from the Spirit of the Lord in the midst of the congregation. So the Spirit of the Lord came because they all were there. Mm. How many times are we going to see that in the Bible before we realize that? The Spirit of the Lord came. Now, listen, you understand, the Spirit of the Lord fell on them just before the Holy Spirit was releasing the earth. But he had to come because it was all on one accord. It was all there. So he had, he said, I got to come. I can't help myself. I got to be there because they're there. Anyway, keep going, Mr. Andrew. I'm sorry. And he said, hearken ye, all Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem, and thou King Jehoshaphat, thus saith the Lord unto you. Mm, here we go. Be not afraid nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours but God's. Come on here. So, 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 wait a minute. Wait a minute, God. So you're telling me that I've been worrying for nothing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You mean to tell me after I watch this army assemble against me, I watch all of my enemies connect against me, and I ain't got to worry about it? I've been sleeping. I've been losing sleep for nothing? Look at what he says. This, now you understand the Spirit of God fell on him, and this is what he said. This is what God is saying to him. For the Lord has said unto you, be not afraid. That's the first step. Stop being scared. Or be dismayed. I mean, don't be discouraged. For why? Because this great, this multitude, even though they're bad and they're strong, but the battle ain't yours. It belongs to God. No, but here's the hard part, because this is the part, the next verse is what we don't like to do. Read the next verse, Mr. Andrew. Tomorrow go ye down against them. Behold, they, came, they come up from the cliff of Ziz, 
and ye shall find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jerel. Oh, so I still got to go assemble myself in front of my enemies. So even though I ain't got to fight them, I still got to stand tall before them. I, still, I can't hide in my house. I can't hide like I'm afraid of them. I got to stand there. But watch, read the next verse, but watch what happens when I stand there. Ye shall not need to fight in this battle. Mm -hmm. Set yourselves, stand ye still, and see the salvation of the Lord with you. Wait a minute, wait a minute. So all I got to do is just stand there and watch God beat them for me. Amen. That's what it says. He said, he said, you don't need to fight. Set yourself. That means get yourself established. Wipe them tears from your eyes. Get yourself together and just stand there. He says, stand and see the salvation of the Lord. But then you're going to have to watch your enemy go down and all you're doing is standing there. That's what the word says, right? Keep going, Minister Andrew. Oh, Judah and Jerusalem, fear not, nor be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord will be with you. But God said still go out against them. And we get scared. Well, God, it's too many of them. What, what, what if they swing on me first? And, and I, he said, be not dismayed. I want you to stand there and act like he's going to fight. And I'm going to come up there and wear him out. <laughs> Woo! Thank God for that. Come on. Next verse 18. And Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground. Mm. And all Judah and all inhabitants of Jerusalem fell before the Lord, worshiping the Lord. <sighs> and the Levites. Oh, 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 all of them worshiped. Wasn't this the praise team that worshipped? Yeah. It wasn't just the leadership team that was worshipping. All of them fell. You know why? Because they received the word from the Lord that I ain't got to fight this battle. And God, you know what? Even if, you, even if we had to fight, you still were the worship, so let's, let's get it in right now. Amen. They all fell and they worshipped. Okay, let's keep going. And the Levites of the children of the Kohathites and the children of the Korhites stood up to praise the Lord of God of Israel with a loud voice on high. You understand who the Levites were? The Levites were the, the, the priesthood of they were the, the priesthood, but they also were the musicians. Mm -hmm. yep. The musicians got it. They, they got lined up and said, "We about to go. We about to go in. Y'all ready? <laughs> Amen. Amen. All right. Let's keep going. Verse twenty. And they rose early in the morning. They rose early. They, they mean they got to church on time. <laughs> I told you I'm going to pull some nuggets out for you. I told you that. They got to church on time, and, and it was in the morning, okay? They didn't, they didn't wait to noon. Okay, keep, keep going. <laughs> and went forth in the wilderness of Tekoa, and they went forth. Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and, uh -huh. and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, so shall ye be established. Believe his prophets, so shall ye prosper. Okay, so God said to them, O Judah, uh, the inhabitants of Jerusalem, believe in the Lord, your God, so you shall be established. So if you want to be established, you got to believe in God. Okay, then he says, uh, believe in his prophets. That means trust the man of God. So you shall prosper. So everything I'm telling you to do to prosper, you got to trust me. Amen. And then listen, I'm not making this stuff up. Y'all know I'm, I'm a word preacher. I'm not going to get in here and give you my opinion. I'm going to walk through this word. If you want to fuss with somebody, fuss with God. But this is his plan for your life. Yeah. So you got you to trust how God's going to prosper your life. All right, let's go to the next verse, 21. And when he had consulted with the people, mm -hmm. he appointed singers unto the Lord. Wait, 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 stop. So he's about to go into a battle, and he appoints singers. Mm. <laughs> Mm. He ain't called a Marine Corps. He ain't called 
the police department, he got singers. Why? Because that's their second weapon with their praise. You missed it. Their first weapon was their fasting and their prayer. Here is their second weapon, their praise and their worship. He got singers before he got the army together. All right, keep going. I'm sorry. And that should praise the beauty of the holiness. And they went out before the army to say, praise the Lord for his mercy endureth forever. So whenever you're ready to fight, you need to praise first. Mm-hmm. He sent the praises before the army went. All right, let's keep going. All right, I'm sorry. And when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushments against... Oh, 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 whoa, 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 let's stop there. So what would have happened if they didn't begin to sing? Because it says, and when they began to sing, mm-hmm. sing, and praise, the Lord did what? Go ahead, Miss Andrew. Set ambushments against the children of Ammon, Moab, and the Mount Seir, which, can't, which were come against Judah, and they were smitten. So the Lord set ambushes because of their praise. Mm-hmm. Okay, keep going. For the children of Ammon and Moab stood up against the inhabitants of Mount Seir utterly to slay and destroy them. And when they had made an end of the inhabitants of Seir, everyone helped to destroy another. Okay, so you got to get this picture, church. All these enemies had come from all over the place to attack Judah, from all over the region. And what happened was, instead of them fighting against Judah, they began to fight each other. Uh-huh. They start killing each other. You realize that God will do that when you praise God. See, while you praise God, he's dealing with your enemies. And sometimes he'll allow your enemies to destroy each other. And you just stand there and praise. That's what happened. They begin to start killing each other. Keep reading. And when Judah came toward the watchtower in the wilderness, they looked unto the multitude, and behold, they were dead bodies fallen to the earth, and none escaped. Whoa, 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 wait a minute. Wait a minute here. So Judah watched. They went over there to see what was going on. All they heard was these swords clinking and, and people fighting and screaming and screaming and, and, and dying. And they looked over to the watchtower. They looked over and they said, ain't nobody left. Everybody that came to destroy us is now destroyed. And the whole time we were in praise and worship. Wow. We, we, we assembled ourselves, and we got the Spirit of God fell on us, and we went to go stand strong, but then we got on our face, and we began to worship God, and when we woke up, our enemies was dealt with. Thank you, God. Yes. Yes. For people that was trying to fight me and trying to attack me, they're now all dead. Mm-hmm. Since they've fallen to the earth, and none escaped. Not one of them escaped. Keep going. And when Jehoshaphat and his people came to take away the spoil of them, oh, help me here. they found among them, among them in abundance both riches with the dead bodies and precious jewels, which they stripped off for themselves, more than they could carry away. And there were three days in gathering of the spoil. It was so much. Okay. First of all, let me, let me go back. Your pray, your, first of all, you're fasting your praying. That's your first weapon. Your second weapon is your praise and your worship. You realize they're weapons of mass destruction. Mm. It killed everything around them. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> See, you don't realize what's happening. When you, when you begin to lift your hands and you begin to give God glory, you, you are getting your weapons together. And when you wake up, everything around you that was trying to destroy you is now gone. 
And because it's a weapon of mass destruction, a lot of people died. You got to remember, you got to remember, Judah was a nation and these people was greater than Judah. Right. And so their praise and their worship, because we get to praise and worship God, God set ambushes for them. And when he, when they all got, when they came out of their worship, when they came out of their praise, they looked around and everybody was gone. Even though they were gone, their spoils were still there. See, God set all this up for them. What they thought was coming to destroy them, God said, I'm, I'm, I'm bringing them to you so you can have what they have. You do realize what the Bible says, that the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the righteous. You do realize that, that God will take their stuff and give it to you. Say, here, this is yours now. Look what the Bible says here. It says that, 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 that they had abundance in both riches and the dip, well, in jewels. And it says, and they were able to strip them off. They had so much, it took them three days to collect all the stuff. You got a whole nation. Grab, look, 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 check this out, Elder John. These hundred bodies are yours. Whatever you find is yours. Kim, these hundred bodies are yours. Whatever you find on there is yours. Taj, those hundred are yours. They just collect the stuff. Getting rich from their enemy. It's all because God said, I'm going to bless your life. And you ain't got to fight these folk. You ain't got to fight them. I'm going to fight for you. But the only thing I need you to do is do what I tell you to do. Fast. Seek my face. Fast and pray. Give me praise and worship. He said, and I'm a, he said, the battle is mine. I'm going to deal with your enemies. All you're going to do is receive the recompense or the spools from what I'm going to destroy in their lives. You ain't got to fight people. You realize that, right? You ain't got to fight people. God going to deal with them. He says, touch not my anointing to do my prophets no harm. That's why I don't worry about people trying to fight me no more. I used to be the one that wanted to fight back. I don't have to worry about God going to get them. Trust me. People try to come against me, they start losing everything. And I just sit back and go, my hands are lifted up. I learned not to fight. I don't got to fight people no more. For what? Wasting my energy, getting all hot and sweaty and, 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 and getting all agitated and all that. I ain't got to do that. I'm going I'm to follow what God did for Jehoshaphat. I'm going to go to God and say, no, God. I'm doing your will. I need you to get with these folk because they're trying to mess me up. Now, now, now I'm, I'm going to fast. I'm going to pray, God. I'm going to give you worship. I'm going I'm to anoint singers. I'm going to do all that, God. God's going to say, okay, bet. Let's, let's, let's get with them then. As a matter of fact, not only am I going to get with them, I'm going to bring whatever they had. They was coming to destroy you. Now, here's the thing that messed me up. Now, why would they bring their, their wealth to a fight? Because God told them to. God said... Now, now, if I'm coming to fight you, why am I bringing my money? Why got a pocket full of money if I'm coming to fight you? You leave your money at home. But see, God set it all up. God said, y'all might need your money. Come on, you might have to buy some. Bring that stuff with you. <laughs> they hide. Right, they loading up. Got all that they got. They, why, why I got a whole neck full of chains and I'm just going to fight? They would say they had jewels and, and jewelry. They got rings on every finger. For what? For you. For you. So I'm going to end my sermon what I started out with. What you fighting for? What you fighting for? The battle is not yours. It belongs to the Lord. So that's my question to you, church. What you fighting for? Last week I asked you, what you going to do? This week I'm asking, what you fighting for? Get your mind right. Don't fight, folk. You ain't got to fight. Let God fight your battle. She said, stand and see the salvation of the Lord. What you fighting for? Come on, stand up to your feet. I'm done.
Thank you for listening to the Rhema Talk Podcast. To hear this sermon again or get caught up with past sermons, you can download the Mixcloud app and search Manifest the Glory. Or you can search for MGWC's Rhema Talk Podcast in the iTunes store on your iPhone or iPad. Also, don't forget to like MGWC on Facebook and go to mgwc.net to get caught up on all the latest church announcements. Thank you for listening to the Rhema Talk Podcast. We hope you will join us next time.